That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Hey, folks. We, uh, we, did you want to start off the show this week, babe? Sure. Well, I think we uh, can just jump straight into it. Yeah, we have a, a podcast again. And it's like, what before you know it, it's time to record another episode. So uh, how you doing, babe? I'm doing great. It's a it's a it's a good morning. I feel energized. I uh, got up, slept in a tiny bit and made breakfast for my for my bay. Uh, and then it was we, delicious. We came upstairs. We decided against watching uh, the episode again this morning for our mental health. Uh, <laughs> and then I we- decided that yeah, t- when Zach was like, "Do you like want to watch the episode again?" And I'm like, "Nope, I think we're good." Like we, I'm good on we, that one, fam. <laughs> think I'm okay. We can, we can read this episode. Is I only need to see it once, and it's forever seared into my yeah. my memory. And then I can just go into IMDb and get the summary and be good. So, uh, real quick, I'm Zach, and I'm Alex, and this is my cabbages, an Avatar podcast. Oh, my cabbages! And today we have a guest who's sitting here, who's waiting to join us, and uh, their name is Charlie. Charlie, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited. Oh my god, the crossover that we have been just waiting so long for. It's finally here. Charlie is one half of the uh, Rockin' uh, of the Eldest Gods podcast, also on our network. You should check it out if you like... Uh, a sibling pod. Yeah, if you like Percy Jackson, go ahead and give them a listen. Why don't you tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself and about your about your show? Uh, me? I, I am a person, I think. I, I could be a, wrong about A that human one. being, it turns out. I, I have, well, I have of the Eldest Gods podcast. I also do another podcast with my mom called Fandom's Gone Wrong. Which is um, also a slapper of a podcast, might I add. It's, it's I had the one. pleasure of guesting for a Sailor Moon uh, movie episode a few months ago when we did Promise of the Rose. Uh, no, it was on Promise. Yeah, what? Yes, it was it Promise was. of the Rose. Yes. Uh, and it was lovely. I adore both you and your mother, Carrie. You and your mom both strike me as people that have very, like, obsessive nerd tendencies. Yeah. With, with your mom, it's like what Barbies? Doesn't she have like a million Barbies? Yeah, it's awesome. She that had there's a million, an entire room. She has so many Barbies. She <laughs> was just on an episode of Sam's podcast to plug another thing. <laughs> um, Content and Capable, where they talked about her entire collection. <laughs> like most hoarders, they keep like old pizza boxes and like Tupperware containers. But like, mm-hmm. at least your mom's uh, hoard is classy. It's got it's got like vintage yeah. toys. <laughs> I think her hoard is a bit more uh, expensive than pizza boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Quite a bit. Definitely, definitely, definitely Tupperware. <laughs> hey, you don't know that there was that there was that Michael Bay Transformers that had a run of promotional pizza boxes. There's going to be worth something someday. No, I don't. That's, that's not a thing. <laughs> um, well, why don't you tell us? Um, your relationship with Avatar. I think you didn't. You just uh, get your mom to rewatch or part yeah. of the show, or at least a, well, watch yeah. it for the first time. I think I don't think Carrie's ever seen it, has she? So, so she watched like a bit of the show, like here and there, because I was like watching it kind of obsessively as a kid. 
Um, but I finally got her to watch, like, the full first season in order. So she was like, oh, this is when that happens. This is when that happens. She, she thought so many things about the show. She thought it was, like, actually a Japanese anime and that it was dubbed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and for some reason, she also thought that UA lasted for longer than she did. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no. But she's gonna die, <laughs> like, in an episode. <laughs> yeah. That's awkward. I remember watching, like, the show, maybe not every episode as it premiered, but, like, a lot of it. I definitely remember this in season two when we had, like, so many episodes of that Appa. So, like, when this episode, Appa's Lost Days, came out, I was like, finally, Appa content! I'm here for it! Uh, the Appa drought, (laughs) it was so much worse when we were, like, wee babes experiencing it in real time, but it, it is so, uh... It, it is still very bad for us because we're on it every two weeks. So we've been in the Appa yeah. drought for twice as long. As I was just about to say the been. same thing. It's terrible. Yeah. I think before we actually started having real guests on the podcast, of course, Christina was our pod daddy uh, from the restricted section was on the first, like our, as our first, well, no, Forney was actually. Forney was our first guest. Yeah. She has a podcast f- too. Yeah. So many pod friends. Jeez. So many pod friends. Um, it's almost yeah, like but- every millennial ever was like, it's a pandemic. I'm going to start that podcast I always wanted to start. <laughs> and everyone did it. Um, but yeah, I think that um, we made, like, we wanted you to get you on the show, Charlie, like, way as we started. And when you asked for an episode, this is the one you picked. Yes, it I'm is. still. I couldn't believe it. Why? Can you please explain and your I'm, rationale? Well, I'm glad because I wouldn't want to inflict this episode on a guest, and so you sort of volunteer. You threw yourself on that sword. You're like, I'll, all right, I'll take this one. Well, okay, so <laughs> I have to explain myself here on why I love this episode. It, I mean, it's it's probably like my second favorite. I think Ember Island Players is my favorite. Uh, such okay. a good one. I'm so looking forward Which to it. Which I believe you did uh, claim that one first, but we are hoping to get some a certain actor we know uh, on the pod for that episode, right, babe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be such yeah. a good idea. Like, you know, it's it's all about the play, so. <laughs> uh, but this this episode, I just, I was starved for the Appa content. So, like, yeah. when this, like I said, when this episode came i was like finally we get to see appa's side of the story and and then you get to see it from like his perspective and all of that just from a storytelling i like it from that it's yeah i know you know it's very sad but you get to connect the dots like you get to see a bunch of the things that like you didn't know how that happened, and then you get to see how it happened from Appa's perspective. I remember when we were, when the Appa drought started after the library episode, because when we first invited Christina on, mm-hmm. we were like, this is my favorite episode, and then I completely forget that it ends with Appa getting kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. totally and forgot. she's like, yo, this uh, episode slaps, but uh, the ending is kind of a bummer. And I'm like, holy shit, it's the start of our Appa drought. Yeah. <laughs> But it was it was so many months before we had even started like recording the episodes leading up to it. Yeah, and I remember like just saying, "Oh, like when Aang is just searching for him in the desert and yeah. uh, blowing the Appa whistle." I'm like, "Oh my god, I wonder if Appa <laughs> could hear it." And then Charlie just chimed and was like, "Ah, 
Like, you clearly remembered this way more than I remember this episode, because unlike you, I just blacked it out of my memory. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. So, we'll get into the episode in a second, but yeah, it's just... The Apajad has been long, it's been withstanding, and um, the Appa support group in the Discord has been just such a such a safe haven for our our, our cute Appa content. I've been <laughs> been relying on it heavily for the past it's few like, weeks. Appa in this episode, when at the end of the day he just like go, wants to go home, and he goes back to the Eastern Air Temple mm-hmm. and dreams about all the other baby bisons. Yeah, and I just I in, want that. In fact, we're recording the second we're recording the next episode after this one like later today at like five and Apic is, is is finally over we finally are just gonna speed run through the last two episodes of it to get the to get to op to get to Appa. yeah uh but regardless we're so glad you're here charlie absolutely welcome welcome so before we get into the episode i do have to ask uh what type of bender are you charlie? Uh, good question Oh, I'm fully an airbender. Like that's that's not even a question. I'm just a freaking that airbender. That checks out. I got my airbender t-shirt on. Oh, you're repping so hard. You're, oh man, you're so, such a better just... like fan than us. Like you have your Appa pillow, your awesome shirt. I can see like just a stack of Funko Pops in the background, which I'm sure like yeah. has, one of them is the uh, the Cabbage Man. In fact, so. <laughs> Awesome. When we do uh, the happy hours, oftentimes Charlie will be like eating a pizza or something, and I'll always, I always sit down and I join the meeting, and I'm like, Charlie, give me some pizza, and I like reach towards the the webcam <laughs> as if I'm gonna grab it out of the screen. Eventually, I, we will share pizza. <laughs> Charlie, g- give me that. Give me some appa. <laughs> give me some appa. Just, just you, passes. You can't see my hand, but it's reaching towards it. Well, um. Let's yeah. uh let's just dive right in. It's it's uh Avatar the Last Airbender, Book Two, Chapter Sixteen, Appa's Lost Days. One take just like our friend uh Mary, Mary Clay. Clay Watt, who is another treasure we had on a few weeks ago from talking about Again, so many pods, but yeah, you nailed it. So Good job, pods, Charlie. So little time. Oops, oops, all podcasts. Uh, I can't <laughs> talk about that's another like today's all about triggers, y'all. Because like whenever someone reminds me of the vast amount of media that I have yet to consume, like I just am like, where's time? Yeah, where, it's like this where, where do I fit void. it? <laughs> <laughs> for for me, it's it's such a vicious cycle because I find that I I I need to now nowadays I just I can't I can but it's hard I can't just sit down and watch a thing I usually have to be doing something while I'm watching that thing mm-hmm. and I don't want to watch a new thing because I won't be able to do a thing while I watch it so I end up just watching an old thing over again <laughs> yeah and that's not struggle. helping my problem of experiencing <laughs> new media yeah Ugh. what's what's currently on your media watch list Charlie. On my watch list? Oh, God, so many yeah. things. I mean, most of the things on my list right now are, like, things I have to rewatch because, like, mm. I haven't rewatched Steven since it finished. I need to, like, fully rewatch Steven Universe. So, like... We're on a, we're on a season... We're almost done season one. We're, all, we're on a, re- uh, a rewatch ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I, like, good. rewatched before Future, but now I have to, like, rewatch again now that it's all done. 
It's I'll just, just so cry. good. <laughs> yeah, when you rewatch, there there were tears, but when, how- and also, but like they drop like so many nuggets throughout. They're like you. They knew. They knew that like they about know. the diamonds and that like. Oh, coming, from the very I mean, the writers first, of the show. From the first ten episodes, I'd say so, they knew exactly what was going to happen. My first podcast that I ever listened to was the Steven Universe podcast, like the official one. Wow. Where, oh. like, the creators talked about it, and I believe Rebecca Sugar, like, said that, that she had always planned from the start. Oh, yeah, like... Spoilers. <laughs> There's a pretty decent, like, Easter egg hidden in the first season somewhere that, like, basically mm. alludes to it that almost everyone missed the first time around. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. And I'm not lying, I promise. <laughs> uh, so... This episode is a uh, is a is a bombshell. It's a bummer. There's a lot of there's a there's there's more lows than highs. The highs are good, but the lows are so pretty crushing. damn low. <laughs> yeah, we're like Mariana's Trench, which is a great band, but also a very low point. Uh, yeah, we're we're that low. <laughs> we're at an all time low. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, am I just? Let's see how many emo band references i can make this episode uh i already got two (laughs) so uh let's see how many i can relate to to like express my feelings about this episode so we have put off uh diving into the plot long enough i see we're like we're like vultures who don't want to have to have to be the first to dive in on the rotting carcass we're like oh man but that's not quite fair because it's a good episode. It's just hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, we start with uh, Appa, and he's getting dragged away by um, by some sandbenders, and it's mm-hmm. really, really tragic and sad. This was four weeks ago, only. Yeah. They have these like sand month. like skiffs that I mean we saw in the previous episode, but they have these little like tornadoes inside of them that I thought were just a neat little construction. It's like how it's like how someone um I guess they could like turn rocks into mud and then they could earth bend with water bending. That just like that they like figure out how to air bend with sand. Yeah. I'm this it. yeah, this is a little uh I mean they are air bending or they're earth bending technically, but I think it borders on the airbending side of things, so... Yeah. Uh, it's probably more airy stances for sandbending, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if there's, like, some crossover <laughs> at some point. Like, if airbenders at all took some pointers from some airbenders. At any rate, um, before we uh, keep diving in, do you want me to just... I have the overview pulled up, babe, if you want me to read that. Oh, yeah, why don't you... We were gonna do, like, a like a synopsis so that we yeah. can... Hit the hit the major points of the episode without having to worry about talking about every little intricate thing. Yeah, so that way we can glaze over the sad parts, but <laughs> uh, talk about the amazing world building that really does happen in this episode. Um, so after being abducted by sandbenders, Abba is traded, traded to the Fire Nation Circus, where he is mistreated by a circus trainer, but he is able to escape with the help of a small boy. He later unwillingly enters a fight with a porcupine, and though he manages to win, he is badly wounded in the process. Suki and the Kyoshi warriors come across Appa and help him recover from his injuries, but they are later attacked by Azula and her team, forcing Appa to flee. He returns to his childhood home at the Eastern Air Temple, where he encounters a mysterious guru. 
the guru tells Appa to find Aang and Ba Sing Se, but once Appa arrives in Ba Sing Se, Long Fen captures him using a bison whistle similar to Aang's. Dun dun dun! Yeah. Uh, so so we so we got there. There's my book report. <laughs> thanks. It almost sounds like you read it off of a web page. Incredible. Thanks, Avatar Fandom Wiki. Uh, so this episode, uh, um, after the, the, he gets captured by the sandbenders, he basically gets like, what, traded to another tribe of sandbenders who want to sell him to the circus. Or like they're, they recognize that they'll get a good price for him, quote unquote, and by bossing Sam. Yeah. Well, did you guys notice that, um, in the, when Appa was being captured, that, um, the stolen sand sailor ends up in like the, the sands, it, that's the one that, um... And comes across later on. That's how they oh, gang the makes sense. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, the details. This is that's the episode. What, that's that, why I like this. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it tears you to pieces, but it allows you to sort of like Charlie Day and It's Always Sunny, like connect all the mm-hmm. <laughs> connect all the yarn strings on the on the corkboard. Yeah. It literally says or like and this is you're just walking, like, here I am pulling it up on my computer, but Charlie, one thing we love about you is you're just a walking encyclopedia of pop culture, like, fandom trivia, and I just, I definitely would always want you on my trivia team, because the first thing it says under serious continuity is, the sandbender cataran that Alpha accidentally blows into a sandbank is the same one Team Avatar later discovers in the desert. Yep. yep. Amazing. I try to notice the things. All the details. What else? Like, besides, like, seeing Toph cry again and just completely uh, losing it. Um, yeah. We, is there any, oh, that we hear, like, as he's getting kidnapped, this was the moment that just broke me. And oh, I'm just like, God. tell me when it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Aang is just, like, bawling and is looking for him and, like, blows the whistle and, like, we just see... Yeah. Like him, his his pupils dilate, and it's not because Appa's on some. It's weird not because drugs. A, it's not because Appa's getting <laughs> sent off to Lake Laga. Yeah, or he or uh, he hasn't drank cactus juice. He right. hears the bison whistle and just um, just everything in his power to try and escape, and he just he can't, and I can't either. He fights so hard. He fights so hard, and he just it's just not enough. Yeah, and he just I. This is, I think, really traumatic for me, too, because at one point, um, you know, Puck did go missing. And Mm. I just, like, was, like, definitely relate with Aang when this happened. And because I understand that, like, you know, just like maybe Appa is, like, the last of his kind, like, the only, like, flying bison left. But... That, that can't be true because we get more in Korra. But at any rate, like, Puck is a one-of-a-kind doggo. And when I left yeah. him and just see, thinking the idea of, like, like him being in the pound, like, alone for a night. Um, and just, I don't want to think about the things he went through. Just, like, I don't want to see what happened with Appa. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Spoilers. Puck and is reunited. And I love him. And he's the bestest doggo ever. Just like Appa's eventually reunited. It's all good. Yeah. Reunited and feels so good. <laughs> yeah. There there are some other things, though, like, in this that, um, if you want to talk about con- 
continuity that I did, I also noticed. Um, Please, like, uh, bullet point those things off. I am ready for them. Uh, so when the, the sand, sand menders are ransacking the saddle, we see the umbrella from the fortune teller episode. Yep. Wow. I, yep. I thought that was funny. Um, and then, um, when, when they, when they have to shoot down Appa, sad, um, they use sheer shoe spit darts, the, the big mole creature that oh, Jim wow, has. That oh, people okay. I thought that. They, they, they dunk on Sokka detail. too, they're. They dunk on Sokka. There's this part where they just yeah. they go up to his oh, boomerang they and they're like, yeah, nothing but, nothing but bullshit. And they kick it. That's it? Nothing but garbage. <laughs> yeah, they just don't like his club. They're just like, eh. Yeah, they're like, fuck it. <laughs> Who cares about waterbender shit? <laughs> oh, poor. But Sokka, like, his dad probably gave it to him mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I always think it's funny that they call the the merchants um, beetle headed uh, because they they're wearing like little literally beetle helmets. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that? Yeah, there's there's uh one t- there's one or two too many giant insects in Avatar for my liking. Too many. I wish there weren't as many gigantic insects. Oh, it's an elephant beetle. Maybe not. I don't know what it is, but it's a giant ass beetle. That's a that's an F tier animal right there. Uh, there was an avatar like like tier list generator that we went to and we tried to like rank and there's surprisingly a, n- a lot of different types of animals between Avatar and Korra mm-hmm. and uh yeah all of like the like the canyon crawlers those are sh- oh. definitely fucking F tier. Those are F tier. I, <laughs> I hate them so much. Yeah. Yes, we do. Anything resembling a spider, absolutely an F tier. No, don't talk about spiders. I hate them. See, sorry, y'all. This is we should definitely put like all the trigger warnings before this episode. Arachnophobia, (laughs) abandonment. It's like when I when I when I kept talking about the um. The snake eyes, yeah, God, the I dice rolls in Zuko one, <laughs> and Charlie messaged me on Discord and was like, "Zach, too much spider talk." It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, speaking <gasps> of which, we should continue on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, not do that. So then, um, Avatar becomes like Dumbo for maybe like five ten minutes, <laughs> and we have this like awful, awful ringleader that just just wants to seems to get sick pleasure out of harming poor defenseless. Love yeah. the animals. But does this mean we're back at Firefest? This is it's god, the circus. This is, it's the it's, same circus that right. Tylee left. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, that's another continuity point. Billy, Billy is I'm just literally... all over this universe. Alright, we're gonna make a competition out of this, y'all, because I'm seriously looking at this on the Wikipedia page or like the fan wiki page, and um I think so far you mentioned the sand catamaran, the umbrella. You also mentioned the surshrew darts, which aren't even on the list. Uh, and then you just mentioned the, the uh, circus, it, the one that the Tylee left. So there are still uh, one, two, three, four five or six more. So we're going to see how many more of these by the end of the episode Let's you can see if recall. I can get them all. Yeah, I bet you can. No peeking, Charlie. We're, well, this, is a, this is a code of honor situation here. 
Well, I don't know if this is uh this would count, but um in the cage like next to Appa, there is a platypus bear. I wonder if that's the same mm. one from the fortune teller episode. I don't know, but that that is not on the list. But animal continuity—that's definitely it's the same uh, platypus bear that, that destroyed the cabbage merchant's like cart yes, that one that's episode. what it is because he's eating cabbages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and we do get some cabbages here. I wonder if maybe they were delivered by the cabbage guy. Uh, Appa, you know, like, sucks he does in deals some with the Fire Nation. Is that is there's that an it? under the the cab? Oh my god, y'all! The cabbage <laughs> man. This was the beginning of Cabbage Corp. Like before it became legit, he was <laughs> smuggling cabbages the, into the inner ring of Bossing Say. The carnies come over to the the cart of cabbages and they say, "Ah, right on schedule." And they reach below the cabbages <laughs> and like pull out an AK forty seven, like it's hidden in there. <laughs> The cabbage, the cabbage mafia, cabbage man, arms dealer, cabbage, cabbage mafia is pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if y'all mafia. listened to the Phantom's Gone Wrong episode where we we talked about Avatar, but um, my mom and I were like, "It's top of my list." What What if um, the cabbage man uh, murders people? who um, <laughs> destroy his cabbages, and then he uses like their bodies as fertilizer. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> The cabbages is people. <laughs> this just got really freaking dark. You're welcome. Well, I mean, soil and green is people. <laughs> it's people. It's people. Um, uh, add cannibalism onto the list of trigger warnings for this episode yeah, or body yeah. horror. Yeah. Uh, um, evil cabbage so man. <laughs> Appa is being horribly mistreated in this circus, mm. and uh, I'm just like, oh, well, I mean, obviously when he performs, he's going to find some gumption to uh, escape. And that's essentially what happens. But um, some kid comes in and the kid's like, Hey, I'm like a cute little angst kind of looking motherfucker. You should get out of here. And Appa's like, okay. And escapes and flies through the flame hoops and gets out of there. And it's great. That sounded exactly like Appa. Thank you. I speak, Appa. Uh. <laughs> I'm like Dory and Finding Nemo. Don't try humpback. Whoa! All right. Whoa! You actually sounds sick. Maybe louder, huh? Don't do that. Too much orca. I really loved when Appa like just airbends the cabbages into his mouth. Just like it's very cute. That was so cute. Mm. <laughs> um, it was, and just seeing how like much fear and abuse and it just makes me think about like because i definitely went to the circus mm. as a child and i loved going and seeing all the animals but now like knowing that like how terribly they treated like the elephants and i think babe at one point when we watched this you watched you mentioned like it's in the up in there the leagues of like apologies to elephants and like yeah there's a blackfish an, like all of these documentaries that came out that we just there's a documentary called apology to elephants an, an apology to elephants and I cannot watch it without literally bawling my eyes out the entire time I, I will sit there and I will cry for literally oh, an hour and twenty minutes or however long it is just start to finish it's awful like to hear about how intelligent these creatures are and how they've been treated by various organizations is just it's it's i'm gonna cry right now just talking about it anyway yeah they they make up like afraid of fire so that they can control him and that makes me very sad and we see some like we see some real ptsd and like Mm -hmm. and like triggers uh, you know we see a lot of of 
of, of those coping sort of mechanisms here uh, on display. And uh, Appa gets out. And spoiler warning, everyone, he gets, we're, we're back with Appa next episode. He, he's back. He's fine. This, and he's this okay. This episode is just spoilers. Appa's going to be okay. That's it. Appa's going to be okay, guys. Everything's fine. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. That's just what we're having to tell ourselves. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Hope. So <laughs> he gets free and he goes right back to the library. He can find it exactly, which is incredible. And so it's such an intelligent animal. Yeah. And it's already still in the sands. Yeah, I kind of was hoping that the that the the scholar guy was going to be there. I'm like, hey, what's up? I didn't die. <laughs> no, he's for sure uh, dead though. Yeah, I was going to say you've seen Cora. Yeah, you know. You oh, know. do they? Do they? Do, I I don't remember this. Do they they um, find his remains down there. S- spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Cora, but uh, yeah, so they go to the library for like a quick second, and uh, Janora sees his skeleton in the library. Oh shit. In the spirit world, so. Wow. That is, hey, again, this is not even on my list of continuity bullet points, but like. Well, that's a Korra thing, but I. Yeah, that's a Korra thing. I remember this. So, Appa is sad, and he he basically retraces the gang's steps during Mm -hmm. the desert episode. He goes to the wasps, he tries to get some honey, he's very He tries to get the cactus juice. Yeah, he can't get the cactus juice either. And he just gets a bunch of pricklies in his tongue. Poor, so which is also, I think, foreshadowing to, yeah. like, the, the fight that then he, like, eventually, like, finds this forest and... Well, before um, that, he, he, he hides out in that, like, in that farm for a night. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought this was, like, maybe the same farm as like the one that Zuko visits with that family and Zuko mm. alone but it's not yeah it's not the same people I I was trying to see if it was anybody we recognized too but it's not so mm. um, so he, he basically he gets a little ounce of peace in this place and then he gets woken up by someone with a pitchfork and you're just like oh god I just I need to win I think it's this when um, he's in the barn is when him and Aang ha- share, like, the same dream. Or, yeah, they, they they dream about, like, meeting each other. Yes. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. like, twins. Like, mm-hmm. like, like and how they, like... on the Serpent's Pass at this time. And you, like, flip to him and they're, they're... It's just so cute. They're sad. And they're dreaming about each other. They have, like, their spirit animal connection. Step one. Sit down. To record Appa's Lost Days. Step two, try really hard not to cry. Step three, cry a lot. Cry it. Just cry at, at everything. Cry at everything. I I really empathize with this too, because even though I'm, I doubt that Puck and I like have the same dreams, but he's very intuitive, not just with me, but like just with people. He's a very like, emotionally he, intelligent dog. He really is. Like if there are like kids around, like sometimes when they're excited, like he obviously is going to get hyped too. He's like, yeah, I want to go. I want to play. But he also, like, if there are, like, this, like, kids, like, I um, remember, like, earlier this summer, we were having, like, a memorial for Zach's dad, and uh, we had, like, this little girl, and she had been, like, trying to play with the dogs by, like, throwing, like, a ball, and, like, our other dog, like, 14-year-old Cassie, she's like, I don't, I don't, why are, what are you doing? Like, why are you even doing this? Don't, don't, don't give me a work shift, Okay. (laughs) Puck, like, of course, wants to go up and and look cute, but this girl is probably no older than three, and she's like, oh, do you, 
I was like, do you want to, do you want to play? And she's like, yeah, but why won't the dog play with the ball? I'm like, Puck is a fetch dog. He's, he, or he's not a fetch dog. He's a tug of war dog. I was like, do you want me to go get a toy that he'll want to play with? And she just nods her head. So I like tell Puck to like, and this is like a crowd of like, you know, at least 50 to 60 people outside, uh, all socially distanced and vaccinated, by the way, <laughs> just to close, cool many fears. But went into the house and I, for four, I was like, Puck, stay. I go into the house and I'm like gone for five minutes. Like, I think I like get caught in conversation. Like, I grab a snack. I just go and like get his toy, uh, which is like this little frog. And when you squeeze it, it makes ribbit noises. And I bring it out and he's just still sitting there laying on the yard, just letting this little girl pet him. And I've been gone for like three or four, maybe five minutes and then give him the toy and like they just play and it's just like the cutest fucking thing ever and i'm sorry if y'all fight me but my dog is best dog ever and appa and ang like i i love that bond like that you have with- i heard uh, the best the most wholesome thing i heard on the internet a few years back was uh every person on earth believes that their dog is the best dog in the world and every person on earth is right uh so Sounds we right. we 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 tear we tear back like like waking up from a nap to a car crash we tear back mm-hmm. from this lovely moment about uh puck to to uh to see appa get in this awful slap fight with a like a, what a porcupine bear or some creature like that it's a porcupine um, a boar oh, like a boar that has a porcupine yeah yeah quills that's isn't th- where does this fall on the avatar animal tier list i say like solid <laughs> I feel like there is yeah. a made in a I feel like Maybe there is a made in abyss monster that is very similar to this creature that has like quills and is a boar. Do you know what I'm talking about, babe? You remember I'm this? sure there was a lot of fucked up things that I saw on Made in Abyss and yep. Uh, yep. I don't remember all of them, but I'm have this has very abyss creature yeah. energy. Uh just Either in case that or anyone the, out like, there boars from uh, Princess Mononoke. My official recommendation is Made in Abyss is a masterpiece, but don't watch it. You don't want to watch <laughs> it. It's it, you, it will fuck you up. <laughs> it will fuck you up. So will this episode I mean <laughs> This episode is a cakewalk compared to the stuff you see in Maiden Abyss. Have you seen Abyss, Charlie? No, I have not. Oh, it's a lot. It's a the, lot. Yeah, don't. It's not for the faint of heart. Um. um so, good. Uh. Well, I just wanted to say. Uh. The the people get um Appa out of that barn by using fire, which, as we know, triggers Appa a little yeah. bit. Um. And before he goes to the, um, to fight the porcupine, uh, Iroh sees Appa flying in the distance while he's on the boat trying to get to Bossy right. Say. Yep. And Zuko's like, what's going on? Iroh's like, nope, nothing. Just nothing's happening. And that provides like, context <laughs> for, there's a scene in, in the episode after this one, like Laogai, where he has a really, a really like loud confrontation with Zuko about like letting go of the past. And this is a really mm-hmm. good foreshadowing to that conversation. Um, yeah. so then yeah, porcupine fight happens. Appa is hiding out in like the ruins of some old, like gigantic sculpture. And mm-hmm. Suki, we see a friendly face. Suki finds him and it's, it's yeah. just such a cathartic. Like I said, the highs are high and the lows are, you know, gut wrenching. But yeah. we see that Suki has made, like makes contact with Appa, and we're like, oh my god, 
a kindness to this poor, poor soul. Yeah. And it's, we get, we, we get like one of those Facebook videos where like somebody finds a little puppy in the dumpster and then they clean it up and they give it a haircut and it's like a fresh, young, like beautiful baby doggo at the end of the video and it's all happy and it's new home and like that we get a little 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 pocket of that in this episode because appa is all cleaned up and they get all the the porcupine quills out of him and he's feeling much much better yeah i love the kyoshi warriors that's another reason why i love this episode heroes (laughs) because suki's here and she's just being a badass and being cool and loving appa and suki is suki is best girl suki is best girl absolutely is there any contest on that no suki is best girl yeah, no, I don't. I don't think there's a contest. That's it. No. There is no contest. No, and honestly, as much as I love Sokka, like Sokka does not deserve Suki. Suki is here. way too good for you know, Sokka. You know what my crack ship is? You know what my is it? Is it's, it? Is it soft? And it's <laughs> Suki it's, and soft. Um, if UA survived, it's Suki and UA. <laughs> Uh, that's so good what is even the ship name for that i don't know but i was i just started like liking that about a year ago and i was like this just like suki anyway (laughs) saka does it no that (laughs) uan me uh so then we get a delightful scene where appa is happy and they're like we got to get him back to ang and you're like cool they're gonna take him back to ang and then of course five seconds split second yeah, and, then... and the fucking yeah the uh the birds of prey show up to put a stop to that <laughs> literally um <laughs> yeah yeah and i i mean it's such a the, we do that is one thing we get some really good fight scenes uh this episode and i love this uh this is what i mean when i am into girl and girl action <laughs> <Y'all> <laughs> just a st- <laughs> oh that's what you mean that's it uh i well like the way that they're just like literally throwing shade and like taking the the kyoshi warriors trying to take out the birds of prey with their fans and yeah they're the avatars fangirls they have those fold out like shields that are really fucking cool oh wait no we have the backgrounds that was really good I, I, see uh, I did. did Tylee said that. I think Tylee said that in the some, episode. Somebody said or that no, in the episode, but it, it, my you know. May May said it. It sounds better when you say it, though. May like, said it, and then there was like a pause, and Tylee goes, "Oh, I get it. May yeah, is hilarious." That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, Tylee says later, um, "You are not prettier than we are." Yeah, she does. I was just gonna mention that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. Tylee considers it a victory if she just like messes up their makeup. If she can manage to mess up the oh yeah, the, totally. the Kiyoshi makeup, that's a victory to her. <laughs> yeah, I do really love their shoes. No, that, but they that that makeup that they're doing, there's no way like they they it's gonna run. It's uh, what I said learned, is like they 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 took their uh, lessons from. Uh, like, the Kyoshi Warriors' favorite emo band is definitely Motionless and White. They learned all of that. Uh, they, the Kyoshi Warriors are all current and or former scene kids with how well that they can apply that makeup. Oh my god, that that's so on point. That is not coming off anywhere. That's so on point. No, I was thinking in, like, like post Cora, like, in the sort of modern day. Post-hard, post-hard Cora. Post-hard Cora. God damn, that's funny. Post-Cora... <laughs> 
there would be like a like a brand of of uh makeup kiyoshi warrior makeup like, Ki- yes kiyoshi makeup yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, um my actually God. my chemical romance just did come out with a line of like they're coming out with different like makeup palettes um, it, are they called kiyoshi makeup palettes <laughs> then it no then it doesn't count forget them um so many emo band references what is this my immortal Oh my god. Um, if you don't even know who Amy Lee is, <laughs> then get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here. <laughs> I'm gothic. <laughs> I am gothic. <laughs> Bloody Tears 666 or whatever it is. Uh, I um no, like the flashbacks to like the days when like internet uh I am and like aim was a thing. I at one point I had several usernames, uh but my two Tap two uh were definitely XO Addict for Dramatics XO <laughs> or music or the mu- misery, but music was spelled M-U-Z-I-K. God damn. <laughs> oh, Bonus dear. points if you get either of those references. Only <laughs> I'm an OG emo kid, y'all. My only username growing up was a reference to a very specific type of custom match in uh, StarCraft Brood War. <laughs> and now Blizzard fucking sucks and can die in a hole, so uh, it doesn't matter. Bummer. My my uh, username is, has been and always will be GreenPixie12. <laughs> that's Is strong. that like a reference at all to... I See, when I hear Green Pixie, I immediately think of Moulin Rouge and Absinthe, but uh, it's probably not that. No, <laughs> it's just because I like Tinkerbell. I was just going to say it's a Tinkerbell. Uh, it's oh my god, I Tinkerbell love that even thing. more. I don't even know how I didn't think of that. Do you want to yeah. hear the origin of like Green Pixie 12, where I first used it? Absolutely. So have you ever heard of VMK? No. Okay, mm-hmm. so... So this was this, like, promotion for, I think it was, like, the 50th anniversary of Disneyland. Virtual Magic Kingdom. It was, like, an online game where you could, like, make your avatar and go through. And, and like, you would go through the park, like, online. And you could make, you could have your own room and you can make your own rides. My mom had, like, 50 accounts for this game. I had, like, oh two or three. Oh, wow. And that's dedication. Yeah, and my original account was Green Pixie Twelve. <laughs> it's like yeah. my, my my favorite story was or my favorite story of usernaming is my my buddy is named Peasant B, and I was always like, mm-hmm. "What's why are you, why is your name Peasant B?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, this one time I went to a LARP and they were just classifying us as various villagers, and they're like, well, we don't know who you are, so like you're Peasant A and you're Peasant B, and that so that was that was his username for the rest of his life." <laughs> Um, but anyway, back to this episode, we, we keep, like, we keep, uh... We they, derailed again. De- We're reminiscing about our, the good old days. Do you watch Rick and Morty, Charlie? I do not. Uh, there's an episode where they're on a train, and every single time they... It's not, it's it's not for everyone. I, I won't even go into the reference, it's not worth it. Um... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a big fan of adult cartoons. Just... It's, it's a hard thing to get right, because, like... They say, like, oh, mature cartoons, and they're yeah. the most immature cartoons on the planet. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like, is Adventure Time a children's cartoon, technically? Yes. But I would argue that mostly an older, like, adult audience enjoys, yeah. or a young adult audience enjoys that show. 
Yeah. Like, well, it, in many ways, it got to grow up with its audience, kind of like Harry Potter did. A little bit, yeah. I definitely, I definitely feel that. I never saw Adventure Time, but I definitely love bubbling stuff whenever I see it. <laughs> I, I motherfucking is, love it. Bubbling is great, and if you watch the whole uh, the whole show, it feels really like it feels really good. I had really the entirety of their ship explained to me in a PowerPoint party. So, oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> so, uh, PowerPoint parties, like we have a version of that in our friend group called like it's just it's every year and it's actually coming up, uh, and we have to figure out like when if we're free, like when we're doing it. But our friend uh, Emily, every year for their birthday, we do a ship hosting night, and people just do different presentations, and it's basically like a PowerPoint party, but uh, like the, an evolution of that, where mm. they just like pick a shitty topic and <laughs> ship host about it. Like, what, what have what have yours been, babe? It's awesome. One time, I I got up there to draw a rare Pokemon that I had seen. And before then, I had a bunch of people, like, write random animal parts on, like, <laughs> note note cards. And then I would take the note cards out of my pocket. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, he had uh, the head of a giraffe. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Uh, so out of his back, I guess, is <laughs> the head of a giraffe. It was a horrifying creation by the time I was done. Uh, but I like to do little, like, little improv things, usually, with mine. One of our friends, like was doing like a Bob Ross follow along and like MS paint and like, and then it just turned out it was just dick butt. It was, it was just <laughs> like this really like awkward well, no, it, uh, yeah. shit post reference. It was, it was, it was, she was showing a bunch of different like neat tricks that you can do with MS paint. It was like a tutorial almost on a big canvas that she just kept zooming in on various parts of it. And when she finally zoomed out, it was dick butt, mm-hmm. um, um, which was, great. I didn't know who that was until, told us yeah um a friend our friend adam uh read a script from a play that they had written in fourth grade about the black death and it was just like <laughs> all of these yeah it's it's wonderful yeah anyways god this episode we're, we're avatar, back I think? Well, we're talking about maybe, avatar we just like have so many nerdy fun things that I we can talk about we don't get to talk all that often we love okay you, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we're all—they're all better than abject appa abuse. Yeah. Okay. The the next thing that happens makes me very sad because like, um, Suki tries to make appa leave the fight because she knows it's gonna go bad, and she uses the fire, and it gets me every time. That fucking yeah, part of the uh, episode. It makes me. Uh, you're right. I. I, th- those that Can was the part that cried here. That was the part where the tears were brimming for sure. Uh, it reminds me of like I can't remember of any like solid examples except for Airbud when like he like knows like these bad people are like are gonna like come after him or whatever. And he's trying to like go on, get out of here. Yeah, can't you it, see I don't love you anymore? Isn't that like old? Isn't doesn't that happen in Old Yeller? Or is that? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, well, Old Yeller has a much sadder ending. That's than, right. Uh, hmm. And here we, yeah, yeah we're not going to go there. <laughs> hey, at least it's not, this episode is not Old Yeller, y'all. True, true. It's, or it's, it's not, it's also not Marley and Me. Uh, it's, we're not it's talking about these sad movies. <laughs> no, we're talking about an equally sad episode. There's a reason why I don't watch those movies, because they're too sad. They're too sad, and also, like, the the for me and I judge me if y'all want like the only there is one animal for me that's harder to watch dying in a movie 
than dogs, and that's like growing up with horses. Like if mm-hmm. I found out if there was like horse a girl horse death like in a movie, I was like, ugh. I, this whole I movie couldn't. feels like the movie War Horse. Where, like, mm. there was that movie War Horse where my, my mother loves horses and she was like, oh, we got to go see this movie War Horse. And I was like, mom, I don't think you want to go see this movie War Horse. And she was like, yeah, we do. So I went with them. And I remember my mom came out and she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sad. It's the worst. And I was just like the whole time I was sitting in the theater going, this movie is engineered to make me cry. So now I don't want to because I feel the engineering behind making this this making me cry. But with this episode, it's completely effortless because I'm already in. I already love Appa to pieces and don't want anything ever to happen to him ever, the sweet yeah. baby boy. I don't want him harmed. It's fine. He's uh, going to be okay. We know he's going to be okay. We can get I through know, this. I know. He's all right. He's okay. He'll be okay. But He'll the betrayal okay. okay. with um, Appa and Suki makes me very upset. It's very tragic. Uh, and so um, then Appa is... Go ahead. Um, well, I was going to say, yeah, then Appa flies away, and there's another thing we see as he's flying away. We see Hakoda, Sokka, and Katara's dad on a boat. Yeah, I thought, yeah, it, was, I thought it was their dad, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, was our, that was our guess. Yep. It's funny, they can kind of connect any dots they want by, like... Uh, having Appa fly overhead and having whatever character they want look up and go, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. And every time I'm just like, wait, wait, that's important. <laughs> uh, um, is he one of the bullet points, babe? Did they hit it? Um, I don't think they did yet. You're very close, Charlie. Uh, we got... Did I miss anything? The other ones are so obscure and dumb. Like, <laughs> I, they're not even worth it. Like, one of them is the Kyoshi Warriors appear in full costume for the first time since the Warriors of Kyoshi. Like, okay. Yeah. But, like, we, but like we why do we Ki- need to know that? We saw or- Suki dress up in full Kyoshi garb in the episode. Yeah, right? we the saw her do this. Very sa- pass, this yeah. very sadistically says the Kyoshi Warriors. Like, all of them together. It matters. Uh, and then we have the footprint Appa made right before he was captured by Longfen. I was gonna get to that, scene. but that's at the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. The end of the well, episode. shh, we'll cut that, babe. Cut that part out. But that's <laughs> like they like zoom in on it and everything. It, that's not a Easter egg. That's like a direct like, hey, this is how this happened. You were wondering how this happened from Tales of Bossing Say like two episodes ago. Here's I mean, how that's it that's what this episode is, Zach. That's just like you were yeah. wondering how all these things happened. That's Guess true. what? It happened in this really upsetting episode <laughs> uncle that's a- that's all avatar is is hot leaf juice <laughs> you actually charlie have had better ones than a lot of these like the sure dart that wasn't even on this list your mm-hmm. platypus sport bear like i like that better so the- they're better than some of these on here so in my mind like yeah you've you've like you want a- one more what are two more and you've hit the list i was like i'm gonna pick apart this episode and i'm just gonna like annoy the shit out of these two on their pod be like yo here's this thing did you know did you know <laughs> was my <laughs> <Did> plan you- <laughs> We are so happy, and, like, you, there's no way you can ignore. Uh, so then, what, Appa flies to the, the air temple after that, the right? The eastern air temple, I believe. The eastern air temple. Mm-hmm. Where he encounters a, a guru. <laughs> who, is who is not in the a... Middle, yeah, he's, like, he gets full-on, like, head-to-toe licked by a giant tongue. He's like, whoa, I wasn't counting on this today. I haven't even showered, you know. Well, uh, you showered now, and, bud. Yeah, yeah, you're clean now. Uh, Appa helped. 
Mm-hmm. So Appa is like obviously very disappointed that it's not Aang, and yeah. kind of takes this stance where he is like, like, like ready to pounce again, and the Guru just just stays yeah. there. He just lays down and closes his eyes and stays there until Appa is slipping. So. Sleepy baby. So my note on this is that the guru has obviously mastered neutral dra- j- neutral jing, um, like <laughs> like Toph has. He's mm. he's waiting. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, that was like oh that's yeah. Um, hey, there's another like Fallout Boy like of all the gin joints in the world. Like that's Boomy because I now I remember like Boomy. <laughs> like I completely forgot. I'm talking like. There are three types of di- three different types of gin. Uh, it's like new- I love I love my I love uh, I love elderberry gin, and I also love uh, whis- whiskey there are gin and bathtub gin. But let's just focus on the third. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the neutral gin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, yeah, then we. Well, we, no, Charlie, can you talk a little bit more? Is there anything else you wanted to say well, about the neutral gin? I just really liked how he's just, like, waiting there and waiting there as, like, Appa's doing that. He's like, obviously, I'm just gonna wait until he's good, and then I'll go. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just waiting for him to sleep. Oh, this reminds me of one of my favorite scenes in a movie, and I was actually, like, really surprised we were at my parents' house this for like a late Christmas celebration this past January and uh Zach was just like hey do you want to watch this movie and he pulled out Spirit Sailings of the Cimarron which was one of my favorites and it reminds me of this scene uh where uh the Native American man and um Spirit like he's just trying to gain his trust and has this like this pyramid of apples like just built up and is trying to get him just to like let me like just put a saddle on you like something uh, or not even a saddle like a blanket um, uh-huh. and yeah it's just it's really see- seeing them like gain their trust this it reminds me of so the, the guru, guru the guru yeah. is uh, he wait like Appa wakes up and uh, well the the guru goes up to Appa and kind of like almost like reads his chakras he's like oh yeah been so much oh dear you've been through so much recently. Hurt and betrayed, so twisted up inside. He instantly knows there's like there's a bunch of like tied up knots inside, which leads me to believe that like I, I guess you could argue that this is true in our world if you know if if people subscribe to that sort of thing. But it seems like the, that even the non-bender folk of Avatar can have some type of connection to a, a spiritual power of some kind because this guy really can read. Like mm-hmm. Appa's connection to the world around him in a way that I feel is bordering on supernatural. Yeah, because um, when when he's trying to send Appa off on his way, he like helps him connect to Aang's energy, just like the whole like mm-hmm. swamp thing. And I really like. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that the episode so cool. I was thinking of. Yeah, that's the episode I was thinking of. Yeah, it's just like the swamp because mm-hmm. everything is connected. You know. Um. That's another point on the list. Of course it is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the way Guru Patik re- re- reads Appa's energy in order to find Aang mirrors how Aang found Appa and Momo by reading the energy of the Banyan Grove tree in the swamp. Ding! Which is the same tree we see uh, Toph at much later in um, her life in Avatar. Or in Legend yeah. of Korra. Yeah. Aang and Appa are just, yeah, like, they're, like, soulmates, like, soul buddies, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we they love really them. are. 
They're just they're they're soul bonded. Yeah. I, I would I would mention a thing, but I don't want to make y'all even sadder, so... Uh, you should just do it. Rip off the band-aid. Yeah. So, um, from what I've heard, like, shortly after Aang passes away, uh, Appa does too, because he's sad, and they're, like, connected and all of that. I can't, can't live yeah. without the other yeah. baby. It's sad. That is sad. You know how we should, like... We should all take a minute to think about, okay, if we were an avatar, what would our, like, you know, our companion animal be? Oh, interesting. That's really good There's no question on, I would definitely have a flying bison. <laughs> a flying bison. I would yep. definitely Air have- Air Nomad, that shuts out, Charlie. I think even though even though a, f- a flying bison seems obvious for myself also, an Air, an Air Nomad, if I didn't mention that earlier, it's for sure... Us air, us air mo- us air nomads and are you are you puff too? I'm I'm a Gryffindor, but I Gryffindor, puff is like my sense. secondary. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's a correlation between puffs and air nomads. Yeah, something to do with the puff. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, you're next. What would your companion animal be? I would I would say it would have to be like one of those cool looking like. Like iguana parrots that the yeah um, the pirates good choice. Have. Yeah, I like. That I was gonna see either that or a sparrowkeet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mine is hard. I really like um, Naga, the same yeah. uh, like that Katara has, but like I'm a firebender, and I don't want like one of these rhinos or like these weird lizards, like. I don't know. I think I would have, I would invent like a new animal. I have some type of like, uh, uh, like an elephant or something. But what That's was more it like with? an earthbender. Pardon? What's it mixed with though? If it's, it has to be a mixture. Hold on. Let me go. I have to actually look, th- I have to look this up. I've never really thought this through. Unless you're the um, earth king and you just have a bear. Fauna in the world of Avatar. Uh, Yeah. Winged lemur, definitely not a spider bat. Uh, I probably here. Let's see where the uh, the fire. There's flying terrestrial. Okay, here we go. Fire nation. Um, oh, the fire nation has some pretty cool things. I feel I'd have like a manatee whale or like a flying dolphin fish. These are yeah. What those the are, hell? Those sound so badass. Yeah, yeah, they do. And you would just be or, like, a, you would just be, you would just be like a seafarer, like at all times. Yeah. Um. Um. Either that, or I would have like a really large <laughs> bird, like a raven, eagle, or something like that. It's like, have so. you have you read his art materials, Charlie? I have not, but I I know of it. You know of it. It's like if in that series, your your demon, your like soul bonded mm-hmm. like animal yeah. that you can't be too far away from, it becomes a fish or whatever. You're like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna live the rest of my life on a boat. Oh my god, there yeah. are aardvark sloths. What? Oh, my, oh they're kind of weird. That's a. They look like yeah. Honestly, okay. a sloth bear wouldn't be a bad pick for an animal either. I love those sloth bears. Big fan of um, sloths. Or are there sloth bears? I feel like there have to be sloth bears in it. No, just get a bear. Mix a sloth. Just, just have your Mixes, animal be a bear. Just, it's just a Kodiak bear. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. There's a dragon moose too. Okay, I think a dragon moose is 
probably up there on my companion animal. This is one that's big enough for me to ride. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're in business now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, t- the two options are: you need to be able to cuddle it, or you need to be able to ride it, or both. Like, both is both is preferable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the flying bison will always fit the that criteria the best. Exactly. So, well, uh, yeah, I think then, um, with, like, this guru, like, he's able to gain the trust of Aang through a lot of, or of Appa, through a lot of patience, and, uh, you know, eventually after he's, like, read his spirit and is able to kind of figure out, like, he's like, you gotta go to Ba Sing Se. So, Appa, who's traveled far so long already... Like, is it the final leg of his journey and makes it to Ba Sing Se? And we're about to think, oh my gosh, is there a reunion about to happen now? And you see, Uh, like, Aang is, like, asleep right next to the bison whistle. And then you hear the bison whistle. I think everyone going into this episode, we saw Appa's Lost Days. And we thought, oh, okay, well, the end of this episode has to be the reunion. We need to find him. It has to be. And then we're robbed of it at the very end and we're just like, ugh. Like, the no! final gut punch is just, ugh, just, like, spit blood all over the street. You're just, oh, Fucking no! Long Fang? How did he... And he got a fucking bison whistle, and then... Yeah. And then Appa... Where? Yeah, it's just... It's so sad. And then Appa's footprint in the puddle, and then, and that was, like... It, it was the footprint that, like, Momo was, like, just chilling in, in the last episode, yeah. crying. That's... That's sad it's what's amazing to me is that like it seems like the the place that they sent appa to trap him was mm-hmm. right ne- right near where ang was staying because momo doesn't travel all that far to get to where mm-hmm. that he finds the footprint so it's like wh- well, why not why not lead appa to a totally different part of the city i don't get why they would take him right next to the the avatar <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. maybe he he was able to to sniff out the soul connection yeah with ang and yeah. Maybe maybe it was just easier to like take him underneath there at that moment because he's like, oh, he's getting close to Aang. I gotta get him like right before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, then the then the, the Dai Li guy like does a does a cool move where he just flips the ground over. He flips yeah. the ground over and then and then like it does a complete like three sixty because it ends up back on top. The footprint ends up back on top. Which is like how many. How many street? It's just like in the Earth, in the Northern Air, uh, Water Tribe, where they have all these like walls and stuff that they can raise and lower with water bending. Mm-hmm. It's like I wonder how many false streets they have to just be like, oh, this whole group of people, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go to Lake Laogai. Let's just flip them over. <laughs> yeah, God, that's terrifying. Like figuring out like different parts of the city that like you go and like they look a little bit different. Every day, it's like helter skelter, but with entire city blocks. Honestly, if they had like, if if they found out that in the deeper, deepest, most length of the city, that the daily was constantly just shifting around the streets, that would be kind of wild. Would be an interesting thing to explore. This is terrifying. This is how you knew, like, you were something was off. I'm like just... if you were on the Truman Show, and it's just like mm-hmm. this is, or or we're we're in a really. Uh, fucked up version of Groundhog's Day, but there's something different, like, each day, and you just can't put your finger on what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how, like, an Earthbender would, like, 
there should be an earthbender who owns like a creepy maze, like a labyrinth and shit, and like because you can just move all that shit around and trap yeah, people. That would be a f- how how did they never do that episode? Were they I mean, to, like- they got close with the whole cave of two lovers and the yeah, yeah true. But like, if if you want like a person to do that and be like all mischievous, yeah, that would have been an episode, and that would have been terrifying too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make sense, like, if they actually, like, were operating under the circumstance, like, that, like, the war is real, and, like, trying to rally, like, this entire nation, like, behind the war effort, like, the, under the streets, like, instead of having, like, these secret tunnels, like, they have, like, these bomb shelters, or mm. some sh- some, sh- some shit, or, like, I want to see where, like, they're used by the resistance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ends, like, we thought shit was bad with Appa being missing, and then we go in even worse, and, like, knowing that, A, he was in Bossing, say, the, like, for a majority of the time, if not the whole time, that the gang has been there. Um, well, and- that, he, that he, in fact, wasn't, though. That's the crazy no. part, is that you'd expect him to get right to Bossing, say, but he actually spends a good bit of time, like, flying around before he ends up there. I'm saying the entire time that the gang was there. Because, like, yeah, the entire time that, like, the gang spends getting to Bossing, say, like, Appa doesn't get there, like, much. Like, he may, like, yeah. r- around the same time. I'm going to say that Appa only got there maybe, like, right before the the last episode, the Tales of Bossing, say. Just, yeah, he probably showed up just before the footprint. Right before like, the footprint. Yeah. And Appa, maybe he's only been there, like, a week by, like, the time he actually gets freed. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's about, like, a month that goes by between, like, mm-hmm. him being missing and them finding him. Yeah, it's... But it just makes the ending of the last episode, or of two episodes prior, The City of Walls and Secrets, when Long Thun is, like, you know, oh, like, Aang's threatening to go to the Earth King and, like, tell everyone about the war, and... Uh, Long Fen is like, oh, it'd just be a shame that if the Avatar uh, couldn't complete your mission to find your bison, and I forget whether Aang had, like, brought that up, like, as to why they were looking. He definitely told He didn't tell Long Judy, Fen, but I think he yeah. told Judy. Yeah. yeah, so at any rate... It would have made logical sense at the very least for, for Long Feng to have known. Yeah. Um, well, of course, you know, because he's the one that kidnapped him. So that's like, well, I know, but I mean, like, as of what we knew back then, it still would have made sense for him to have known, right? Because yeah. he knew and stuff like that. It would have, been- but it still like makes it. It hits harder now that you think about it, because yeah. at that time, it's not that he just knew about their quest. It's that like he knew exactly where Appa was because he was the one that had Appa captured. It would have been funny if he didn't have Appa yet and he was just threatening them blindly. But yeah. I don't think he would have been like Long Fen to me seems like a very calculated person mm-hmm. and doesn't like overextend. Like he only would do that because he knew he had. Yeah, uh, it would be like if Liam Neeson the like, leverage went to a dinner party with the guy who kidnapped his daughter, just like clink. <laughs> Man, like every every hero has a weakness, y'all. Everyone has. That Achilles heel and here for Aang or for many avatars, it's their companion animal. Oh, mm. yeah. Mine's Puck. That's not hard. <laughs> People just get to me. They just kidnap my dog. Mine's a little, little baby boy, a little, little green feathery friend. Yeah. Did you ever have animals growing up, Charlie? I 
So I had like a goldfish and a hamster. I never got that full on animal connection though as much. Mm. Yeah. But my parents are allergic to to fur, so my Rough. mom is too. Yeah, and I understood. I really want a cat, but my mom also hates cats, so <laughs> Cats can confirm we have one. She's an asshole. We love her, but she's an asshole. She can suck. <laughs> it's within her power to suck. Um. Well, I mean, I think that pretty much wraps up the episode. And Aang and Appa are so close yet so far. Yeah. Like, it seems like we're finally in the city, but, like, the amount of distance or, like, we fu- like. At no point was I more scared for Appa's well-being than for when he was with the the Dai Li. Yeah, because it, it feels like that song in uh, SpongeBob: "A grill is a grill, <laughs> no matter where you go." And fries should be fries either way. But this grill is not a home. Uh, <laughs> And they, yeah, they're they're so close, but yet so far. Um, so, uh, uh, Alex, Charlie, uh, it is time to uh, give out some experience points. Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons, and it was advanced. Evil, or maybe chaotic neutral. The Demogorgon. <laughs> We're a deep shit. You've been shot by an arrow. Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. I think so. Um, Charlie, before we jump in, do you have any experience with, like, D&D or any, like, role-playing games or just role-playing in general that you want to share? I have still yet to play D&D. So I'm going to do my best here in this section. <laughs> so yeah, it's essentially a segment where we hand out the 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 wins, the the biggest wins and the biggest fails of the episode, uh, or in in terms of D anD D, the the best roles and the worst roles of the episode. Uh, and I'll, I'll go first. I'll start us off. I'll give my crit fail to the circus guy for caving to uh, pressure. Yeah, mm. we're caving to pressure and performing and sending Appa out to perform a giant flying bison <laughs> who could at any point during the presentation just say "fuck you" and fly away, and he does so, and it's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. You actually took mine. I was also going to, and I will still stand by it. I think it is the. I think it's the circus ringleader. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, first, Haile left. Now. Appa, like, there's a lot of turnover at the circus. I, yeah, yeah. I'm calling for a formal investigation. Let's shut it down, just like they shut down Ringley Brothers. I also wrote that one down, but I have a few written down. Um, I'm gonna I'm go with um, when the Sandbender guy is just like, oh yeah, his, his temper is pretty good. Like, he's, he's alright. And then Appa <laughs> immediately like, roar! Roar! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's very good. His animal check is uh, no. not great. <laughs> or handle animal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- definitely a panel. Um, I have um, my 
crit success, but I want to go last. Well, well, this is this is very wholesome. My my success is um in the flashback when um Aang chooses Appa to be his uh, forever bestie. Uh just just he he crit success, you know? He he got Appa and now there's Yeah, he got the best one. He picked right. He picked he got the, the right best one. one. There you go. Yeah. I didn't even care about how, what the other sky bison are like. They might be perfectly fine little sky bison, but fuck 'em. Appa's the best one. I'm not one. going to best. try and compare this to I'm not going to compare this again to Puck, but I am because actually I legitimately had a dream before like I adopted him of like several like weeks before like i had one or two dreams about like this black dog like it wasn't like a him but like i just was like i i in a dream adopted like a black dog and like so when i like went online and saw him and like then went to the shelter and like he was just immediately like i fell in love with him and i knew that like he was the dog that i've been dreaming about my crit success is you know what i fucking hate the circus guy so much my crit success is appa for slamming that motherfucker out of his circus tent and probably causing like tremendous bodily harm to him if he doesn't die he is probably in a wheelchair for the rest of his life fucking deserves it (laughs) (laughs) appa does a murder Okay, my crit success is actually, it's not just one, but a series of crit successes. Mine is actually Charlie for knowing all of this trivia for this episode and for knowing, uh, being the probably like legitimate biggest Avatar fan that we know like you start up with your nerd swag today, all your knowledge Avatar or like knowledge like Diff- like it wasn't just in, like knowledge avatar like you knew like the the knowledge nature with like the like wasp and like that illusion like all of those things with the sandbenders and their skiffs so like and spoilers cabbage patch uh we had to reschedule this so they have watched the episode more than once now um, twice i watched it right before twice what a what a trooper <laughs> um yeah so charlie uh, first of all, we we love you, and you've been a great guest. But great also, guest. you've you've added so much. So thank you, and you're 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 my crit success for this week. Well, we would this have dreaded episode doing this was episode my crit success. How about that? Because I'm so happy I got to be on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my uh, god, such a such a schmaltzy end. Um, <laughs> be happy I'm not to trying to give away more spoilers, but I can't wait to go on to a certain other show when it comes back for its second season. Yeah, I'll have read uh, most of the source material by that point, I hope. Woo! <laughs> most, uh, of that, most of that book. I've started it. I got to... He had a, he had a dodgeball match with some, like, cannibals. Yeah. And yeah, it's a time. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. Well... I think uh, that almost wraps it up for us. So what are any final thoughts on this episode or just life in general, y'all? You know, this episode, it's a sad one. But like like I said, I just like it for all the, the little bits and pieces that it like tells you about the world and like mm-hmm. what's going on that you didn't know about. And it's, it's a different perspective. You don't get to see from Appa. Often. I think this was the Twilight 
like just, sun or like or midnight sun version midnight of, sun of avatar that's that's so yeah. funny i was gonna make that comparison earlier and i totally forgot it is flying or midnight bison midnight but. bison um so uh i think I that walked, the i flew through the desert on a bison with no name except he has a name it's appa <laughs> so I feel like the the Easter eggs really stick out in this episode because at all points we are just so desperately looking for a distraction from the abject mm. awfulness that we're seeing on screen. And we're just like, no, no, oh, Appa, poor Appa. Oh, is that the is that the umbrella from the Fortune? Oh, that's great. Look at that. Remember that episode where <laughs> Appa wasn't being tormented by an awful person and had his his the love of his life next to him. Uh, so yeah, we. We are, uh, we're in pain, we're crying, we're sad, but we, we're happy because the episode was great. We had a great time recording it with you, Charlie. Yeah. Thank you so much again for coming on. Um, this has me. been My Cabbages. Uh, we have uh, music by Jay Curtis. <laughs> Check him out on Spotify uh, and listen to all the awesome podcasts on the network. Charlie, where can we find you on the interwebs? So you can find me... Most places on the internet, I'm at GreenPixie12, as I explained earlier. Uh, except my Twitter, Ooh. somebody stole GreenPixie12, so I'm GreenPixie123. Uh, ah, curses. <laughs> curses. Somebody who doesn't use Twitter has the, wrong, the right handle that I want. And I sometimes do YouTube. I need to get back into that. It's been a time. Um, I That's at CharlieMack, uh, M-A-C-K. YouTube is something I desperately want time for as well. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't have the motivation, and, like, you gotta see my face. Like, podcasting, mm. you don't have to see my face. So, yeah. it's a lot easier can, for me. I can record it in my filth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then I I got my two awesome podcasts, which were mentioned, of The Eldest Gods and Fandom's Gone Wrong, where you can find wherever you get your podcasts. It's fun shit. Woo! It's like, almost we should put, like, a trailer for one of those at the end of the show, babe. Cue the trailer. Listen, we didn't want to be half-bloods. If you're listening to this because you think you might be one, our advice? Stop listening to this podcast right now. Percy Jackson had the right idea when he told people to stop reading the books detailing his adventures as a half-blood. But we didn't listen to his warnings. And that's why we started this podcast, Of the Eldest Gods, where we read books written by Rick Riordan and talk about how they affected us as kids and continue to as semi-adults. You can find us every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think we fooled them for a second there? Gods, I hope not. Bring on the monsters! We're making a podcast! <laughs> And uh, we've also got the restricted section. We've got uh, movie night crew. Movie night crew. We've got adult the adulting podcasts. Content and uh, capable. Youth content and capable. That's right. With with Sam, we play podcast bingo today. I'll, I think up Lots until even before this point. For with your like exception of like movie night crew, I think we mentioned every single other pod on the network. Basically. Yeah, we played a game of plug that media, and it, it came up. Oops, all podcast. Plug that media. <laughs> uh, that's gonna do it for us. This uh, that's the show. It's been a great great time. Uh, I'm Zach. I'm Alex, and I'm Charlie. And this has been my cabbages, and that was our podcast. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Peace and love. Bye.